When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Monday's episode of a Terrace Scottish Football Podcast, the first of the new Scottish Premiership season. I am your host, Craig Fowler, and I am joined by Tony Anderson. Hi, Craig. And making our debut on the main show, the free-to-air show, the flagship show, whatever the hell you want to call it, it's Amy Canavan. Hello, Amy. Hi, Craig. We need to get the, like what you got on Riverside, where you can put all the applause and stuff on it. Like that fake stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. get all going. I'll try to do it. I am chuffed, Amy. You are, thank real. you, Tony. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. What a reception. Wow. Yes, Amy. Pleasure to have you on here. And Pleasure we are, to be here. Yes, thank you. And we are going to go through all six Scottish Premiership games as we usually do on Monday's show. And we shall begin with the game at Tynecastle because I'm the host and it's all that I can do what I like. Hearts go first. Although... Could have been Ross County go first, really, because County were certainly the better team in the first half of this game. Hearts were hmm, shit, and County hit the woodwork twice, had another couple of decent chances, could have been a couple of goals up, didn't take their chances. Second half, Hearts were a lot better, it has to be said, controlled most of the, the second 45 minutes, and even when County pulled one back after Hearts had scored twice through Alan Forrest and... I've actually completely blanked Barry on this. Barry Mackay. Barry Mackay, thank you. <laughs> I could, could, not, could not picture the second goal there at all. He's actually the better of the two. But thank God you're here, Amy. Yes. Uh, Jordan White. leave now. <laughs> <laughs> on a high. <laughs> Jordan White had reduced the arrears, but uh, even then, Hearts didn't actually panic, which I think showed that they had a lot more control of the game in the second half than they did in the first. But the first was, uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. And... Uh, even though it was a victory, it still tempered my expectations somewhat a little this season. <laughs> Straight away, is that, was it not just, well, the first thing I saw with, with this Hearts was obviously stuck with the back three. And I know he did, he went into the back four towards the end of last season. That happened a lot more. It was, yeah, it was kind of, it was Ellis Sims that really pushed him into the back four. Mm. But it's kind of like Joel, Joel said on Twitter that he kind of, I think he was naming his, the team he would want. Mm. And he went for the Hibs game and he went with a back four. But... Nielsen, even though he changed the back four last season for points because the Sims really arriving and him and boys playing together as a two, he still switched back to the back three for mm. big games like Hibs and and they played the back three in the cup final. So it's still his, his preferred. preferred formation. But just with like with no disrespect, obviously I've not really seen Rowles. None of us really have had a chance to see him. But Sibic and Rowles seems, in terms of a back three and what they offer in terms of hearts as an attacking outlet, seems like a huge drop down from Suter and Kingsley, who you'd say were the sort of the main reason Hearts were able to play that 
that yes. information. Yeah, and it's early days for Riles. I think there were there's signs there that he can be a, a Kingsley light kind of replacement. So not, obviously not providing the same sort of ability going forward. But interesting enough, I saw he won a hundred percent of Ariel Jules Fowler. Yeah, well that's uh, <laughs> what stats. <laughs> uh, well, just based on his Fowler when he done a scouting report, <laughs> and I'm always here to basically anything he gets wrong to make sure we all we all hear it loud and clear. <laughs> I'm going to pass the buck. I got that for Joel. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, maybe uh, maybe everybody in the A-League's great there. Who knows? It, it seems doubtful, but uh, you never know. But we'll find out soon because every single team has about three former A-League players in it around the whole league, so... Perhaps, yeah. County just must not have uh, had, like, Jordan White or Dominic Samuel peeling off on him, or, yeah, perhaps. But, yeah, like I say, he could do a Kingsley light, I think, impression. He, he looked a little bit hesitant at times going forward, but from what I've heard about, about him and what Hearts expect it would be, I'd imagine that's the case. The real problem with playing three at the back is uh, Toby Civic on the other side. Um, because not having a great time of it since they come back overall, eh? He, I think he actually played well in the second half of this game, but only really defensively. They started Hearts themselves started to keep the ball away from him. Because uh, he was getting a bit of the ball in the first half, and he's kind of a guy that looks like he could be good to play at the back, and he's got experience of playing in midfield, and he looks, he yeah, looks on paper, they... yeah, he looks poised on the ball, but he actually doesn't really do much with it. He's kind of good at kind of doing like kind of charging runs with the ball forward, and he had a couple in this game where with a, a slightly better return ball, he actually could have been in on goal. But in terms of like, if you think about Suter's ability to pass, uh, to switch crossfield balls. Civic doesn't have any of that, and he is just in general in, in terms of overall play and his defensive ability, he's nowhere near as comfortable either. So there's there's two issues right there, right away. But Hearts are apparently in the market for another right-sided centre-half, so if they can get one who's a bit more of a suit of replacement, then yeah, stick with it. But for the meantime, yeah, I would have... I mean, maybe you just didn't want to change it up for every game, you want a bit of continuity, it's first game of the season. Nielsen said afterwards as well, like, that he's going against a team that's been playing Premier Sports Cup games. So they've played competitive fixtures and Hearts haven't. I mean, say what you want about championship teams and friendlies. They're still friendlies. And Stoke were horrendous last week, so they didn't really put up much of a challenge. So there is a, a few factors at play for the poor performance. But still, I was expect- <laughs> I really would have been surprised if Hearts had rolled up, just smashed Ross County a bit, so like, here we go, start for 10, come get us. Instead, it was like, uh, Aberdeen looked pretty good as well. <laughs> this is going to be a bit difficult. Um... Sit Ross County though further. What's was there any difference between what you saw for them last season? Obviously, we've got wide players have changed quite considerably in the forward line. Obviously, Hungbo, Charles Cook out, uh, and then we've got Edwards who looked pretty fabulous based just on the on the. Uh, you were glad when he went off. Uh, yeah, although he didn't, he hadn't really done much in the second half, which I think was why they took him off. Which is. I've seen it a couple of times. It's not just Edwards. There was uh, Anthony Stewart was getting this as well, and I'm sure there's probably somebody else. It's like one game, and people on Twitter are like, "What a signing!" <laughs> like, like, come on, can we can we slow it down a bit? The boy was going up against the boy for starters. Only played well for 45 minutes. Was taken off after about 60 because he wasn't really doing it in the second half, and he was going up against Nathaniel Atkinson, who a not a good defender, and b was ill. Or we can have to be taken off himself after thirty minutes. At which point, Edward stopped being quite as influential sure. as he had been before. So, but let's, the, let's, let's 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 just slow it down before we stick him in the hall of hall of hall of county. The hall Ross, of county, <laughs> the Ross County Hall of Fame. But what's there's nothing more fun than basically writing off an entire new signing or b- bigging them up off in the first day. That That's true, okay, up. okay, if we're going for week one overreactions, <laughs> Owera Edwards is a sign of the season. Yeah, yeah, he's better, Miles better than Charles Cook, he'll score more goals than Charles Cook uh, this season, but um, is there anything else about the, the style or anything that changed with Malcolm McKay, or is it just more the same 
pretty weak at the back and wildly wild attacking. Um, I have to say, I think they were pretty solid at the back. There wasn't really many chances that Hearts created other than the the goals. And uh, the as I as for going forward, yeah, it was a, it was pretty similar as to to what we've kind of seen before. Uh, they, they played with a lot of pace. They played with purpose. They they looked to get in behind Hearts. Hearts all day long, even late on, as you kind of saw for the the Jordan White goal. And Jordan White's not exactly something he usually runs away for defenders. That Hearts had major problems with the ball over the top, and that was kind of a lot of what County did, and then, yeah, just getting Edwards in, in space a lot of the time. Sims on the other flank wasn't anywhere near as busy, That could, but that could be down to the fact that Alex Cochran's a, a much better defender than Nathaniel Atkinson. And I'm not going to do the, the pronunciation, because so I embarrass myself almost on a weekly basis trying to do it, but the new striker. Um, was he a bigger... Lord of Shankland. Well, no, no. <laughs> Ross, <laughs> Ross County. Who will uh, Mafulia... Uh, um, is he a? I know John White came up. <laughs> a striker. You pronounce it. Number nineteen. Led the line for County at the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. That's why we need professionals here. Yes. They, know, they know exactly what to say when they're struggling. When not to say. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, he obviously I know that Jordan White came on and and, and he got a goal, but is this guy a bit of an upgrade on him? I'd like to think so because I'm not. Oh yeah, White's sorry, biggest fan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was all right. He was a, he was really the one that stood out. He was he was fine. I mean, Kenny were good. Kenny were good in general. So I don't want to be like anybody's poor. Ben Purrington was, was somebody that really impressed me as well for for left back. He got he got forward. In fact, uh, the only kind of decent defensive thing Atkinson did was um, putting out a last ditch challenge, which I don't know if that made the highlights actually. Now I think about it, but he put in a, a very late challenge to to block a Purrington shot when he was well poised to get off a, a free aim at, at Craig Gordon and go. And Atkinson managed to recover well enough to to just get a toe in the ball and, and deflect it out for a corner. So he, he impressed me as well. Um, like I said, the fence, I think, done done their job. And he certainly came away for it. And I said this at half-time, like, because I knew I kind of knew the Hearts weren't going to be inspired in the second half. And I was talking to Andy Skinner, a Ross County fan who works for the Press and Journal. And just kind of said to him, like, even if the second half doesn't go well for County and Hearts win this game, you still got to be looking at a team and thinking, yeah, we'll be fine this season. And... I think as well what surprised me is that a lot of this is done. Yeah, Edwards made a massive impact. Purrington was good. Who did a job up front. Other than that, these are all players that have been there last season. Mm-hmm. And there was quite a lot more on the bench that I'm sure they're going to integrate into the squad more once they're you know fully up to speed, fully you know gelled with their teammates, fitness, blah, 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 blah. And we're getting to a stage where we don't have to play Keith Watson or Jordan White. So things are looking up for County, I would say, overall. Jordan White still scored, mate. But yeah, yeah, but... Yeah. He's rubbish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, uh, I think Keith Watson's strengths at this party's career are very much down to good in the dressing room. Yeah. <laughs> Lot to be said for it. There is. Uh, we, don't, we don't get to see behind the scenes. We That's why Hearts uh, apparently keep hold of Ross Stewart. Brilliant guy to have in the dressing room. And to be fair... You know, I mean, he only played twice last season. One of them was because of a, a, a false positive for Craig Gordon. And then the other time was because Hearts wanted to rest Craig Gordon for the cup final. And that was it. And, he, and, and I noticed he was like the most hated player at Hearts. I know, he's he, talking about people making these snap judgments. He was like instantly, everyone thought he was... He's, he's not any good. That's the thing. <laughs> he's, he's, the, he's the biggest single, is, um, I think Joe Yeah, no, it. the biggest single downgrade. It's <laughs> the biggest single downgrade from one player to his understudy in the entire league. Right, in the world of football. <laughs> It's a guy who plays for Scotland. He's the best goalie in the league. And Ross Stewart, who... 
Oh, I mean, I don't want to be, I don't want to be bashing the guy, but I mean, yeah, championship level is uh, is probably what you could call him. Being kind, maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Um. All right. Well, uh, up, the, up the bloody hearts, then. Right. Let's uh, uh, let's uh, move on to our next game, but after these messages. Okay, let's go to the Tony Macaroni Arena, where Rangers were beat 2-1 by Livingston. But Amy, they're obviously on this, but you at least saw the house, I'm sure. Livingston uh, gave Rangers a bit of a fright, didn't they? Certainly did. Um, and I enjoyed while there was a fright being given. Um, no, I thought Livingston played really, really well. Um, you know, anytime they get that early goal, they're just really good at sitting in and, you know, remaining rather compact and can keep their shape really rather well. Um Everyone kind of talks about the surface, but I think that's probably quite harsh on what they actually do and how David Martindale sets them up, you know, and then, but in all honesty, it only takes that, those two minutes and, and that's it. It's, it's so quick. When the equaliser goes in, you know, I think most, if not everyone, is very, very well aware that the, the seconds just come in um, very, very soon. Maybe not quite as sharply as it did, but um, for, for allowing Sydney to hold on as long as he did, absolutely, it's a positive, but... Um, yeah, I was a bit gutted put that. One. <laughs> um, yeah, I watched. I watched a bit of the game in the pub. But I managed to rewatch it on White Scout sort of properly today. I had a bit of a, a bit a bit worn out. Yeah. I had a bit of a boohoo man sort of boohoo man weekend. I was at the so the, I was at the horse racing. You must know what boohoo man. I, I'll talk about it. Oh, please don't. <laughs> so it's like it's not a good thing. <laughs> But I was at the ho- I ended up at the horse racing. Sorry, sorry, well, look up Urban Dictionary. I know it's it's a, it's a type of clothes. It's like as Jack- in a brand, it's like a Giacomo. Brand. It's like a, a Giacomo weekend. All oh, right, okay. Yeah. Like, What's a Giacomo weekend? It's just a bad made up, really. But I thought, a- Amy, <laughs> un- Amy, Amy understood the, yeah. what, the what I was saying. Just right like, away. oh, Tony, didn't be a boohoo. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. not, a, it's not like the greatest compliment in yeah, the world. Not a compliment, there because I'm saying as we realize it, I went to the, I went, I got uh, my mate gave me a ticket to the Muscle Bar races on Friday. Going to ladies' day. Uh, well, no, no, not, not oh. I've never. I've, this is first time. I, I, the oh. second time in my life I'd been to the races, uh, and my mate came out. I went with Fowler before. Yep. I'm pretty sure that was a that was a trip and a half. Yeah, we and we won at that one. Did not win at this one. Ended up about like seventy quid down. After <laughs> you have to just accept that you're yeah, going. That's nah. what you're doing. Um, but then and then I had to get up early to get the train to to St Johnson. Then it has to. Well, I had to. Yeah, had I was. To. I, I booked the half past ten train, <laughs> and it was roasting, man. Obviously, Scotrail. They've got. Hardly carriages and it was absolutely rammed. I was nearly in tears. I had to let a guy put down, he was getting a migraine, he was so hot because it was packed, everyone was standing up. And the guy they like, sitting him down like that, and all that. you actually had to look after him. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when we were going all the way, because it was like absolutely awful. And I was like, people are going up to Inverness on this this train. Um, and then obviously I was I went to a pub in um Perth and it was Filled with the naughtiest of the naughty boys of the Hibernian family. Of course. Uh, singing some pretty woeful stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, and, but I, did, I managed to get to watch this, this game. And, yeah, and you're right, I thought Fitzwater was brilliant. Yes. Uh, he, he spots... What about, he's, he's a really proactive centre-half. He, he spots danger. So he doesn't just like find himself a position in the box. Because Rangers put in... Um, it must be like... Kicking around eighty crosses in, in this game was like <laughs> oh constant. You know how Rangers play, peppering. Peppering. yeah, peppering. I think it's the right word. Uh, but Fitzwater, he doesn't just take one bit. He, when the ball changes, you see him constantly moving position in the box to go into the the, the sort of most dangerous place. Uh, so he's really proactive, and he was great. And anyone who listens to this podcast will know how much I was sort of wooed by Newbley uh, last season. 
in his last six months and just what he brought to for Livingston is people talk about the, the long ball and they'll see the goal and they'll roll their eyes and call it like classic Livingston but when Newbley is so good he's perfect because he's He's got such a variation of, of ability of taking the ball in. So whenever they, they played Andrew Shinney, and they only had about 20% of the ball, Livingston, over the, over the course of this, but they were really good with it, and they had such a variety in, in their attacks. Uh, and I said, I thought Shinney was pretty good in, in a pressing sense, which isn't something I'm normally rated Andrew Shinney at. Uh, and then, as I said, they got to Newbley, they were able to get in his feet, they were able to go long, so they could just. So Rangers were never able to just make an assumption on how Livingston were going to hit them, and that's why, even though Livingston saw so little of the ball, when they did, they pretty much always caused Rangers problems. And um, I'll maybe let you talk about old Johnny Sewer, um, <laughs> who got moved into right centre-back and looked like he'd never left, played centre-half in his buff. Left centre-half, yeah. crucially, left, left centre-half. Sorry, left centre-half, yeah, and, it, and that had... Such a wild effect on his ability to do even the most basic. I know. I you, you, you have to wonder how much. I you have to wonder how much that's just playing into him, and, and how much just it's affected his mind as well, because he's not in a position that's comfortable from. Especially if you think about it as well. I think Mikey Stewart talked about this on uh, Sports Scene on Saturday night. That if you think about Stewart last season at Hearts, and he, well, ever since he came back for the, the latest injury, he's played on the the right side of the fence and pretty much. 90% of the time a back three, which is like the ideal John Suter position. He's then going for there. He's making a step up to go to Rangers anyway. He's then having to go to the left side of centre half and a back three. And yeah, it's not going well because it changes... He, he struggled a bit in pre-season as well, I heard. It changes his entire body shape as well. And he's not, he's not exactly the most elastic of footballers anyway. Kind of thing. He's not like that's his injury record. will tell you. Ah, he's not like Glenn Kamara. He doesn't have snake hips. Like it's, it's not as kind of comfortable for him to kind of move positions from side to side. So sticking John Suter on the left hand side of defence already kind of has warning signs going for me. That's probably playing a, something in his head because John Suter is better. I mean, I was going to say he's never been the most physically dominant. He probably still isn't calling him that. But I think it's been a long time since I've properly seen him bullied by an opposition forward in the same way that Joel Newbley bullied him there. And Joe Newbley can do that to a lot of defenders, but uh, bringing it back to my man of the hour, Alex Cochran. <laughs> Alex Cochran dominated them the last time I saw him uh, saw Hearts play Livingston, so it's it's possible to not <laughs> let Joe Newbley get the better of you. And um, so, or, uh, certainly didn't do that, but to be fair, the entire Rangers defence struggled. I mean, Goldson, I think it's the right decision, a yellow card. Um, but if that ball that he kicks, Newbley, is about... Just it's just slightly less on it, so that by the time he kind of hits the deck, it's five yards closer to him. That could be a red. And Glenn Kamara brought him down as well. Suter brought him down. He had like the whole Rangers defence booked, um, you know, before half time and scored. And then he done that one where he planted Suter on his arse, ran through, and just kind of that. that that's where you can see Joe Newbley, the guy who's you know. Scored as good as he was at Arbroath, he only scored like three goals. And yeah, he's only scored one now. And he didn't, <laughs> didn't score at all for Livingston until that game. He could, there was twice he had opportunities to get a shot off, and both times passed up. He's, he's, he's what we love to call it. He's a facilitating. Yes, he is. And I think uh, for Livingston, if they get it right, and that's what I said, I'm really excited for Livingston because obviously Bruce Anderson was a great signing last season, and he's also a. Uh, He's a buzz bomb and he's not like, he's not just a poacher, Bruce Anderson. He, he, he works the channels really, really well. And that's something he's grown into over the years uh, as, as he's improved. And now they've got Goncalves, who I know they're playing this, but he's a, he's a, 
maverick sort of striker. So there's real balance between them all, and they should newly can concentrate on the things that he is good at, and they'll hopefully be able to get the goals from 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 elsewhere in their team. Rangers, they, they Amy, they made those changes uh, in the second half, and 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 Tillman came on. But they, what did you think? <laughs> I mean, your face doesn't tell me a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, Oh, I have to be so democratic. You have to do um, it. I'm sorry. Yes, I have to sit and he... talk about Hutch. Right. I sit with three jambos sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. You're, you're, you're not in a Celtic state of mind now. No, it was it was pretty effective. Um, and, and I was impressed by his movement. Um, very keen as well to, to, to get in on the action. And yeah, I think, you know, I think Celtic started off having a, a, a much stronger transfer window, but I think slowly but surely Rangers really have been, you know, just ticking along rather nicely and the, the players that they've been bringing in have been pretty effective, um, other than perhaps John Souter. Um, <laughs> but well, that's going to be an interesting one as well, exactly what his future will be at Rangers. I think that's... Um, well, loan deal back at Tynecastle. Well, for a Scottish perspective, I hope so. Uh-huh. Uh, just to get him playing in a position that he can actually play. Um, but no, going back to, to Thomas, I thought, uh, I, I, I think he's a, he's a decent player. And you're looking at what Rangers have, have maybe been lacking this last season in particular as well. Um, kind of in that, just sitting off by, behind the, the strikers, you know, with a Rebo being away as well, I think that's going to be a huge loss. And I think if they're wise, they will try and sell Kamara um, <clears throat> f- for money, just f- purely for money now. Because I think... Um, from a from a Celtic perspective, would be delighted if he goes, um, because the season before last, you know, I think Kamara was uh, the best player in the league by by a country mile, um, and for him not to be able to fit into this kind of system mm. under Van Bronckhorst, I think is a real shame, um, because I do think he's a, he's a really really talented player and quite decent for Scottish football, um, so to see other players coming in and yeah making up that Rangers midfield that is probably looking a little bit aging and well there you go, folks huffing and puffing that Scott Arfield comes on you know oh my goodness if you're turning to Scott Arfield against Livingston to try and find a goal oh well and then he turns up um, he's, he's going against Livingston all the time exactly I think that's because it's his hometown as well yes. isn't it yeah so he's like he's returning home and he always just seems to but no I think Rangers are, are gradually just piecing together that midfield and that front line as well because you know you're still doing that without Morelos right now yeah Kolak didn't Kolak touched the ball yes. four times yes. in the first half <laughs> didn't pull up trees old he looked he did look better the second half he looked, yeah. he looked more of what he's going to be he's going to be a penalty box player he's a Jackie Macus. he's exactly yeah. that there, ah, he's not going to be running for the halfway line and you know uh, scoring a, a Barry McKay goal there's, no, there's, no, there's no, room as we, we spoke about this a bit last season about Jack, Rangers and Celtic have room in their squads for these types of strikers uh, and, and it's good for them to have them because they get they put, they put so much balls in the box that having someone who's who's people don't think I'll call it poacher but actually being a striker and being disciplined enough to stay in the post and almost play on the periphery is is an attribute and a skill in itself if that's what the team wants and what you need being a nuisance isn't it aye and like, because you always have to be looking, you always have to be looking after this guy. And Jack and Mack has done it superbly this season. And I think Rangers probably saw that, and that's what they were they were thinking with Cholak. But going back to Kamara, I think it's a great. It's, it is about. I think it's an Italian team that are. I think they're going to be offering twelve to fifteen million. I could suit that style of play. Yeah, yeah and, and he's such a great player. And but in this game, Kamara started, and I was like, I think Jim Van Bruggen wants him because he knows how talented he's trying to find them away in that team and. And in Europe last season, it did it sort of worked out. But and he is good with the ball in the tight spaces, so I can see. But for Rangers, if you're going to play in a more attacking midfield, which in this game, in the first half, him and Lawrence were pretty high up. Kamara was getting in the box as much as any other sort of Rangers player. 
he's never going to be good enough at the sort of final pass or the the goal. So even though he's good and he takes tight spaces and he and he getting and he getting get he got to the ball to Tavernier and the wide players quite a lot, which is important. It's never going to be enough domestically for Rangers. Just that as, a, as an attacking midfielder and with them bringing in Tillman and they've got Lawrence. Yeah, imagine them coming in. They've they've signed Madonna to play on the on the wide. So you'll see Lawrence might come in a bit, and you'll start seeing that they two will probably both play as like almost dual tens, and it'll just be Lundstrom or just Jack uh, coming back, and then sort of Kamara. Yeah, you the cat. You can make much more money on him than you're going to make a fucking John Lundstrom, aren't you? So you yeah. might as well or Ranger. Yeah, so you might as well. Unfortunately, it's just sometimes this is just one of those weird things that happen, and uh, that he probably would be best because. Like the, now that when he said that, some team's going to come in. 10 million for Stephen Davis! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, the, the team looked like they were going to score much more goals when Kamara went off, quite simply. They did. Uh, when, our, when John Sutter went off, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and our field, Kent, Kent. So that's, that's the thing. Go back to Sutter. That's the thing. Sutter had a window. He's only got a small window in which to basically audition to be like, right, I should be the left sided centre back beside Conor Golson. Because we know that Golson's going to play like 90 odd percent of Rangers games because that's what Conor Golson does. So Sutter's got this small window before Ben Davies gets fit, and Davies might end up being shite, and then he's got a better chance. But when you're signing somebody for four million and bring him into Scottish football, and his eyebrows are going for him. And he's a guy, he's, he's a guy who's good enough for Liverpool to want in the first place, even though he was always going to be a backup. But Liverpool still bought him as a backup to think like, right, we think he's good enough that in a situation where we need a defender, he could come in and do a job for us. You got to think that guy's going to be good in Scottish football. So Sewer's only got about three weeks in which to prove himself. And week one, he's got an absolute disaster. Yeah. They're 1-0 down when he comes off. They win 2-1. James Sands comes on instead. Is he not just going to start next week? Yeah. And Sewer's audition is already done? That's right. When you go to the old firm, especially when you're... This might sound unfair, and I, and I think when, when you do it, when, you've come, when you're Scottish, I, when, when Rangers say they're able to buy sort of much more exotic players from... I, you've got a much shorter time where you, you get judged quite quickly... Um, and you've you, oh he was only good at hearts this will be the sort of like your average fans like Ranger Celtic fans point of view and once they once that point of view comes across and it leaks onto the pitch that player's on the back foot already we, it's not about whether it's fair or not sometimes you're talking about what the realities of playing at that level is before we finish I just add uh, a couple of more Levy players to talk about Omionga I continue to think Omionga maybe doesn't suit playing against like Celtic or Rangers because whenever I see him play against them, I'm never that impressed as, as I am in games like when he absolutely ran the show at Easter Road last uh. season. And uh, Philip Chancha, uh, to be fair, he's played most of his career as a left, uh, sorry, as a centre half, but he can't head the ball, so that's a problem there. But um, I don't think left back is maybe his new position <laughs> because it's it's not great when you get taken off after 35 minutes so you don't get sent off, <laughs> especially when you're being replaced by what's his name. Who's rubbish? Matondo, what's his name? Oh, no, Montano. Montano, who's rubbish. I think Montano might be all right at left back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Levy mainly wanted to use him as a left midfielder last season, which he's not good enough for. But I do, I, I still like the Levy team. I, I, I think, as you see it, where. Like, the, the first half is very impressive because Rangers had so much possession, but other than. There was a few times Rangers got the ball, Scott Wright mainly, on the left hand side of Levy's box, kind of down the channel. A few times they got space there and they could have done more with it. Other than that, they really didn't create much at all. Rangers had half. a shot on target in the first half, yeah. despite having all that ball. So, uh, again, it's like the, the, the beauty for Livingston as well is that they've kept 
more normally there's a much bigger turnover of players at Livingston. I saw Marvin Bartley say it on the telly that we had a big turnover. I was like, no, really, compared to what normally at Livingston, it's like 12 out, 12 in. I always like, kind of said there would be, I think, uh, like towards the end of last season, Mark Dale was like, oh, we're, we're talking potentially 17, 18 players ooh. out. And, and you're right, as you say, you're like, well, he was there last season, he was there last season. Uh, I don't All think it has been, yeah, I don't think it has been overturned. I think the, the big thing is going to be Nubly. You're thinking, would he have, you know, sh- would he, should he, as he became this player because of going away last season, or should Livy have kept him the whole time? And you know, it's going to have those if buts and maybe you never know. But I think this season, you know, I, I think with him and Anderson, as, and, as you rightly say, Nubly unleashed. <laughs> Nubly unleashed, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really uh, do think he could be quite the threat. Ah, yeah, and you've got Pittman who can sort of go in beyond if he's dropping off to get the ball. Because they could end up playing with three forwards at times because I mean he, he changes formation a lot Martin Dale anyway during games he's mm. very flexible uh, but Nubly just pulling off because he likes to go into wide areas and because he's, he's he, apart from shooting he can pretty much do everything else you want because he can dribble he's not particularly quick but he's strong good with his back to goal obviously good in the air due to his size uh, he, he's got good close control when a ball gets played up but then when he gets it wide he likes a step over and he can get away and he, and he can put crosses in so if they can get players out he'll be they just move him around yeah, because he's like a he's like a magnet with the ball. Sometimes he's <laughs> got like he's a planet. Yeah, so um, yeah, I'd, you know, he'll, be, he'll be absolutely great fun to watch. <laughs> right, let's move on to our third game, which was Kamarnock one, Dundee United one. Amy, did you check manage to check this game out? I did. Um, it was pretty much kind of what you would expect, I think, with Kelly coming right back up. Um, and I think it was clear that United were still, or, or are still, sorry, very much kind of working the way that Jack Ross wants them to work. Um, I felt the first half, I thought Kelly were, were really, really strong. Um, really came flying out of the traps. Um, good chances for Liam Polworth throughout, actually. I thought he was one of their better players. Um, I'm going to have a slight bias as well, but I thought Kerr McEnroy played really well throughout. Um, very impressive. And his link-up originally with Craig, Polworth... Craig Anderson actually said that on Twitter. I think it was only after the first 45 minutes, <laughs> but he said, like, Kerr McEnroy is going to be a hell of a signing or something. I, I kind of said it from the get-go, actually. when It was when he went to, to AR. Um, got a pal who, who supports AR, and I think, obviously, he'd maybe not had the greatest loan spells at Dunfermline, and there was a Dunfermline fan that went, like, oh, he's shite or whatever. And I was like, I actually think he's a better player because I've seen him through, like, Celtic Youth and whatnot. And he was captain for a really long time with players that have actually went on now and, you know, are playing whatever, Regan Hendry, like, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I maybe no cut it up here, but they're, they're starting for, for whatever they are. So I've always been impressed by McEnroy and think felt that he did deserve this kind of move um, and I think he's going to fit in great under under Dennis McInnes and he's just so keen to get on the ball like he does still he, he's really raw he makes a lot of errors but he really like he works back to his, his ball recoveries he had a good few yesterday um, or Saturday um, so I, I was really impressed by by McInnoy throughout um, and then I so the game as a whole Kelly I do think Kelly were the better side um, it's kind of against the run of play the goal um, for Dundee United it's a, it's a really really great goal you know I think Dylan Levitt's um, well that, that's just a delight that he's in Scottish football permanently yeah, now isn't it I, feel, I felt like a bit of a mea culpa there but as soon as I saw it in flash score I was like Levitt score set up by Fletcher I was like for fuck's sake yeah, we, <laughs> this is exactly what we talked about on Monday <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I was talking about uh, when we were doing the signing ones because uh, it's just so pert yeah. Fletcher it's the finally link player that the, the Dundee United have been needing for so long, maybe about three years. Basically, when Mickey Mellon's team, 
Uh, they needed that link player up front to, to sort of unleash the rest of their, their players. Uh, and with Levitt, such an upgrade on anything that they had previously. And how, I mean, did, did, did Fletcher and Watt look like they were going to, like, sort of link up well at all? Because as you're saying, at Dundee United, you didn't, you didn't really rate at all of yourself. Yeah, I don't really think that that was too on show. I don't think Tony Watt had his best game. Um, and for, I think for Tony Watt read it wasn't like what we were looking for in terms of what playing very close to Fletcher. No, quite separated. Aye, um, and I don't know how much actually Stephen Fletcher's inclusion will aid Tony Watt. You know, he was really hanging out on the on the left. Um, and Ross likes his wide players. Yeah, mm. and and I don't think that that's you know Tony Watt. Even at the tail end, since he's really moved to Dundee United, he's not hit the heights that he did at Motherwell, you know. No. Um, and I think that that's forever going to be. I don't know. It was the stupidest move ever. Made. I, exactly. And <laughs> I, I think still, the I longer believe the, it. the longer that that goes on, you know, without the, the scoring, and that that's going to play in his mind. And he is very much a player that, that does care about opinions. You know, hence why I, God knows how many clubs he's got. It must be well in about fifteen, sixteen <laughs> now. Eh? Like it's frightening. Um, but for for the goal, Fletcher's given well, he's given far too much space. You know, mm. Kelly should they know what this guy's going to be all about. Um, and he's allowed to, to turn and really tee it up for Levitt. But yeah, Fletcher done a lot of the, the off-the-ball work, just kind of trying to drag the the, um, the Kelly defence. When you've got is just so good. It's so good. And when so you've got Ash Taylor as well, who I don't I didn't actually mind, but you know, he is a, he's more ageing centre-half. Lumbering, um, I think, is a fair yes, word to I think, describe yeah, Ash Taylor. I, I, I think the, the words to describe him are very underrated and handsome. <laughs> yeah, well, well, it's called a rocket as well. He absolutely riffed it <laughs> Thunderous, right. <laughs> Um, aye, so and while we're at it, the the, the Kelly goal was more than deserved. As the game is kind of aging on, you know, I'm watching and I'm just thinking this this isn't fair. They really do deserve to at least get something out of this game, because um, obviously United went down to ten men, and I think that's just one to speak about. I think it's uh, it's mad. I think it's yeah, one Ian of Hark's made a bit of a yeah. I think it's one of the craziest red cards. I think we'll probably see throughout the season because the first one you're just like, what are you doing? And actually. You're gonna you're gonna speak about the yellow card, but it's the that the actual header, the chance before it, it should be doing so much better. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a really good ball in. It feels like a kind of heads gone moment. Like yeah. he's, just, he's so annoyed that he's missed the chance that he's just acting like an idiot, mm. kind totally. of acting out. Totally. So that's you know it's going to be a yellow card, but in the second one, I think that's quite soft. I don't I don't know. I I'm I thought it was a second. I thought yeah. it was a second booking. Oh. I thought well, I thought it was just I thought it was justified. You could maybe say, oh, I can let him off for that one. You know, if it was his first foul after getting booked, let him off with it. Let's let's maybe not try and and reduce it to ten men. But oh, God, I wouldn't blame the ref. Put it that way. It's been a bit interesting, um, but yeah, as you can tell, maybe don't agree. But no, is it? If you know, it's probably as much as a a, a draw as you could kind of fathom out. Yeah. Um, if you know. If I think if United won, I, I do think it'd probably been slightly harsh. Um, if Kelly won, I think you could say it was slightly more deserving purely because of their chances. There was a good few, like I say, McEnroy, Polworth had a few. Shaw's rattled the crossbar as well. And it was kind of one of those, um, we only got the one angle, but it like bounced on the line. And obviously, I'm assuming it's not went over it. Um, so I think, you know, Kelly will be more than fine this season and they're not going to be an attacking force no. under McInnes. You know, they're, no they're not. Exactly. Identify with their manager. Identity. There we go. They're, they're not going to be. But I think in, in patches, you probably saw more from them in an attacking sense than, than what I expected. In all honesty, I was probably more impressed with Alan Power than I thought I would be as well because I just don't really understand that re-signing um, but I thought Power had a, had a really decent game he's, he Power's he's an interesting one because when he went to St Mirren 
And I personally, and I think we spoke about it on here, I doubts about that move because I thought Power struggled. Well, he, he, was, he was rubbish in his last year at Killing, and then he went to St. Murn, but he's, he's kind of... In the first half last season, I was like... Mm, he's reborn. And then the second half last season, it's he, he done well. And I was like, all right, maybe maybe I was sort of writing his obituary too, too early, really. And then if you're saying that, I come in because it's an interesting dynamic, that Power and Polworth. Uh, like they are very, very. I'm going to assume very different personalities, and in terms of style of play, it couldn't be more sort of different. And I've got like it's surely power's going to be in his face a lot, angry. Um, well, you say that Porth, uh, Porth could be. I mean, he doesn't play like he's an angry man, but it could be an angry man. Yeah. His message is certainly angry on social media <laughs> when, it, when it comes to um, criticism from Motherwell fans. But also, Porth lets, lets, but also lets Porth, people Porth, run off him. Like, Porth got into a fist fight with a, a coach at Inverness on the bench after he was subbed. Well, there, there's so. even worse. We've got a guy who allows people to run off him quite regularly. Could be could be conceived of as quite lazy as a central midfield player. Uh, going with Alan Power, but he also likes a fight. <laughs> That's a recipe. Just off the pitch, not on it. Going over McKenzie in the mix as well. Uh, and got two fighters. Uh, exactly. So, I mean, that'll be, that'll be interesting how it goes. And uh, we talk about Shaw. It's a, a massive season for Ollie Shaw. Absolutely huge. It's an opportunity to... So it looks like him and Lafferty are going to be the front two. Um, so a season for him to actually prove that he has a, a, a top flight striker. It's now or never. If he doesn't do it again, you'd be like, well, we've had enough of you. I think now's sure. the chance though as well though, isn't it? You it know, is. I think everything's kind of teed up for him. Um, the the really team around, exactly. No, go laughing, I'll pass him. It's a tough gig player, I'm fucking exactly. kind of laughing. <laughs> um, fairness, Lafferty had a, there was a decent, I think the first chance and it falls to Paul Worth, there's a decent wee back, he'll feel Lafferty. Don't know how much he actually means it, I think it's into McEnroy and then yeah, he's it probably does eventually, to shoot. He's uh, normally does, trying to shoot. does eventually fall to Paul Worth. But um, no, I think there, there is a lot of positives in that, that Kelly side right now as well. Um, and I think, you know, Lewis Mayo, I think it's going to be brilliant. Um, he certainly he had the most touches on the ball, um, most passes, uh, and second to that was Kerr McEnroy as well. So I think it shows how keen these young players are to get onto the ball, and I think it suits Derek McInnes as well. You know, he always, he does give the youngsters a chance if uh, if they are deserving of it. So I think there's a real good mix going on. Obviously, bringing back power as well, uh, and then you've got Adrian Lafferty as well. So I think Kelly will be more than fine this season, and I certainly hope they will be. But Going by that performance, you know, you're, you're playing against a Dundee United side, albeit under new management, but they're still a side going into Europe, you know, only in a, a matter big, of days. Big name signings. Exactly, big yeah, signings as well, big money signings. Team. They should be. So I think if you're, you know, if you're a, a fan of either, you're more worried if you're a, a Dundee United fan coming out of that game, I, I would suggest. We'll need that. I'd be interested to see, because you're talking about what, how wide he was. Maybe when they bring the, the new left back in, the, the Australian mm. guy, because I mean, he's got some pedigree. I'm quite shocked. I mean, we won the league in Turkey and he was playing uh, and, and obviously he's played for PSV and he's got like f- over 50 caps for Australia uh, uh, we uh, we got shit for a United fan on Twitter um, for, for some of the things we said and one of them was me saying that, that the fans didn't like Scott McMahon uh, I was like well, I forgot that wrong and then I, I read the forum after the game and one of the fans said Scott McMahon should never wear the jersey ever again <laughs> <laughs> so I was like well it can't be that popular because if that be this guy he looks like he's a, he's a powerful left back and he, he likes to get beyond and then I was watching a little clips of him, like, like, like really power, Aussie, really a powerful physical guy, able to get up, and hopefully maybe that allows Watt to, to come inside a bit more, because um, McMahon, McMahon's always been a sort of better defender, when he's at his best than he ever was really getting forward, in my opinion. He was always... Quite safely. I think he was always, uh, he's got a wee bit of creativity, yeah. a bit under, a bit underappreciated, but uh, it's not gone well for him at United so far. And then you've got Hart, so that left-hand side could become like really, really strong, and then Mulgrew on it, 
as well coming into that. So that, that could become a really strong part of the team. Right, let's move on. We've got three games left to cover. So let's go to... Let's go to the, the Boohoo Man's weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Jackamo Boohoo Man, whatever you want. St. Johnson, nil, Hibs, one. Uh, oh, I mean, it was a, it was a rubbish game. <laughs> I think that, that's for that's for sure. If, if I was up, I mean, everyone's backing St. Johnson to go down, uh, and on that evidence, yes, absolutely. Because you're com- you're playing a Hibs team in transition who've had. Um, sort of like a poor League Cup campaign. The fans are already really anxious. So you've got an opportunity to sort of maybe give them a, a, a bigger club, put the shits up them a bit. The fans, not a lot of St. Johnson fans, yeah, I'm not saying that I don't like slagging tennis, but normally on the opening day, there's a buzz, you know, a team and everyone comes out and you, you'll get, you get one of your better, sort of your, your better tendencies regardless. But already I could see that they've got less fans than there was going a, mm-hmm. a couple of years before the pandemic. Obviously these guys, last season that they had much more, that the start of the season there was loads with the European games and then the first opening games after sort of winning two cups. So that's all that's all falling away right now. And um, they played so negatively against a team that people haven't been impressed <laughs> with. You know, like, like I, I, had, I know they got, they got, they got man sent off in an hour and we can talk about the, the, how, how that actually affected the game. But the game was going that way the whole time anyway. St. Johnston were, were sitting in. Defensively, they, were, they, were, they weren't bad. The, um, the new signing, I thought, was, was, was pretty good that they, that they had Mitchell at the, at the back. Um, but I sometimes don't like to give teams too much praise defensively when they, the whole team's designed around protecting them and they're not giving anything going forward. Because surely if you're not good defending them, then you're in real fucking trouble. Aye, they just kept the shape. Uh, <laughs> God knows for, for you there, I had to, uh, I had to write, that was, that was my game at the weekend and I had to write a delightful match report <laughs> on it. You know, trying to like just this up. <laughs> what adjectives can you chuck at that? It was a dreadful opening 45, it uh. really was. Um, and, and like you say, it's just so, it's so hard to, to try and egg on a team that are just wanting to sit and, and have no ambition to trot into even the, the opposition's half, never mind the box. five touches in the Hibs yep. box in 90 minutes at home on the opening day of the season. It's not good. So negative. It's just <laughs> so, so negative. Um, you've got to obviously, in the same breath, you've got to be worried about Hibs. About to break a team down the, as yeah, well, yeah. The, the lack of being clinical. Because, um, you know, the, the spraying of balls, you know, we're talking about Rangers pepper in the, the range, uh, the Livingston box. Hibs were doing that in the first half and they were getting the balls and I think more than anyone, Shabriya, okay. um, exceptional. And ah. I, I I was going to ask you earlier um, when you were talking about um, Atkinson, you know, if that is a worry next week that, you know, Shabriya's so, so, he was my man of the match. By a like a country me. mile. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a, a, a great find, a really good signing, you know, and I think, well, next week against his heart, he could run ragged and get in the balls into the box. The issue for Hibs is that nobody's there. You know, I thought you and was quiet. <laughs> it was going to be a same thing. Yes, same thing. Same. Um, but aye, that's you know, there's the two sides to that. But going, let's focus on St. Johnston right now, and then Tony can talk about Hibs. Um, there's a real, real concern because 
for I think somebody said that like last season St Johnson had a problem scoring goals. I think St Johnson had a problem scoring goals for about ten years. Yeah, but they've, um, but they've always done okay. They exactly, got one. exactly. <laughs> that one, that clinical, that that one touch, whatever. Mm. But you just don't see where it's coming from at all because you're not thinking that they're they're not strong from set pieces. They're not really got any kind of attacking threat up top. They've not got a, a speedy winger or anyone that's going to cut in. I mean, you look at the signings that they're bringing. You know, Cam Davison's trying to remain so positive and saying that you know we're bringing in the youth as well as the experience well you're not really seeing that youth be you know fruitful or, or anything like that so it's a very defensive shape they're very good at holding that shape but what you're going to do just hold on try and hold on for nil nil throughout the whole season i thought they were playing i was surprised that i think he went to i thought it was for the back i was pretty pushed if i'm being honest by the time that that, that game uh, started but i would say uh, i was looking at um whether that that was there was the four at the back because obviously I was like, he was so wedded you to it was the seven. Yeah, yeah, but wedded to the, But it's actually you're right. It's hard to work out because so, they play so defensively. But I think McGowan was playing kind of right back. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, Wisecout did say it was four at the back as well. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Wisecout. She's all right. Ah, uh, so and they had like McGowan was ripped by Chabria. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean McGowan had a McGowan had a poor, a poor, poor game, but McGowan's. Yesterday's so man. Set me the side though. He's been playing yes, half for most of the last decade <laughs> yeah. because he's had a couple of serious injuries. He's no longer really a right back. Aye, so he's and then he was trying back, and then Cabrera who's not been able to play for Hibs in pre-season because they never have a work permit. It's his first game, and they had Carey and Murphy. I mean Murphy, Murphy's a very talented footballer, but he's been finished for about three or four years, and everyone knows that's it. the word. It's finished, yeah, isn't yeah. it? It just like and he's at Hibs and like and washed Kay, and Carey. Carey's a Kiri's a moments player, you know. He, he's got talent. He's got a wand that he can maybe take some nice set. Take a good free kick. Yeah, but like, if you're gonna, you're gonna need an open play. You don't see Kiri sort of taking the ball and beating him. Which you're gonna need someone to do. And Bear's just a tank. He's just yeah. a huge guy who doesn't do anything. He, but all I did, he's massive. He's like, I was like, he looks after himself. But that's all. <laughs> um, but yeah, to come to come on the Hibs, yeah, Cabrera was like, like I was the, the whole stand. Wildly impressed right away. The shades of David Murphy, I think, was the main one because he's not super, super fast, but his touch was exceptional. He's he was the variety of passes. Uh, so Tavares was quiet, but the variety of passes he would do, he was able to ping balls into people's feet um, when we're going. But then if the, the winger was going and beyond, he was playing the little lofty balls, but they were perfect. So like the, va- the variation in his play, and then he was able to get it, and he was putting some cross in the box. It was his cross for basically the only chance the first half that, that Henderson. Uh, put wide so that was really positive Tavares not much going on uh, as, and it's, it's a huge ask for such a young guy just a bit messy when he was on the ball wasn't yeah, he always he just didn't to, know what to do always, him and Yuan just wanted to do tricks yes and lots of them uh, Yuan especially I mean he, he got the ball someday he's had a few nice touches I'm like I can see there's there's a quality player in there uh, and obviously he's not had much of a preseason in terms of playing actual games but uh, there was one day, he's like, I could see he's getting frustrated because he got on the ball wide and he'd done about 15 step overs, doing all the weird stuff, waiting to do it. Put, I like, put a cross in, put a cross in, put a cross in. He's doing it. And then eventually there was no way to put a cross so he just had to roll it back. But he'd had the ball for fucking ages. I was like, <laughs> uh, he's like, but obviously that's him. Guy, that's, you get that feeling, it's about a guy who's not been able to get involved in the game. He wants to impress a new club. So I get it, but I was, I was, I was laughing at it in general. Kenneth, he was winning the ball a lot. And he was doing that job, but he's going to need to quicken up on the ball. Yeah, and that's not a surprise because he's coming from under twenty threes football. Yeah, to, to he's never played professional, basically like men's football. So the pace of it, and there's guys here where like this, 
this is the, the bit of the meat and gravy in Scottish football you'll get in the centre of that park in games when there's no there's no hiding place like in terms of you will be put under pressure uh, you might not be playing against the best player but you will definitely have someone in your face fast and he's going to have to get to grips with that pretty quickly playing playing in that position um, Big Rocky Bashuri was was brilliant I'd say in terms of defensive then and obviously whether it was an own goal or a hit off his hand who cares it was fun and uh that's, not like an go to me. I think it hits off his chest. You get an angle when you see it and, it, and it and it hits off his chest. So yeah, like he brought Lee <laughs> Johnson brought Mitchell on, and he went to three at the back, and he was and he was pretty good. Mitchell, he was getting the ball out of there, but then he said like, "Oh, I was I was shocked he was able to play twenty minutes." Like, well, how could you be sure you put him on for twenty minutes with the plan to take him off? Like, so what are you talking? What are you fucking talking about? <laughs> you done that? Um, <laughs> so I found, found that a bit like absolutely bizarre, but the. Heavy police presence. Um, I don't know if they're all looking for it, but on the way home, man, we were walking, like other Hibs fans walking down, there was about 15 officers walking, three cars, all like they are. And all it does is create an atmosphere where people mm-hmm. are a bit, get their back up, people have had a drink and that, and everyone feels like they're being oppressed or whatever from yeah. like all these guys. And people start getting wide and just saying stuff, and then it just starts to create that. You're like, I don't think this is helping at all, this big a police presence. Uh, and then they were just on the train, just on the train home. They were just walking up and down the carriages, um, not stopping anyone drinking though. Which I was like, "This so the the one law I can see being broken. You're not doing anything." About it. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I don't I don't understand the point. And I had a mate who was getting a bit. We had a few drinks. He was getting a bit white. Uh, Is this Chris Fed? Yeah. Well, that's up for you to decide. Uh, <laughs> Chris F. No, sorry, that's too obvious. <laughs> and, he was, and he was getting. There we had two young boys, and then the guys coming over, and Chris was just. Beam. Wide, 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 wide. And eventually they were one of the way. Your attitude stinks. You were like, who are you like? The attitude police. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they they're like, couldn't they stop laughing? And then they get their back up because eh, they're feeling like they're being they're the piss taken out of them. And they just hang around for ages standing there. And then two young boys beside the, you know, they're just asking them daft questions. <laughs> oh, what are you going for your tea later? <laughs> like, Try to get away. How long, how long does it take to be in the police? When did you first know you wanted to be a policeman? And all that. And then they're doing it. And they're obviously just wanting Chris to do something that they can eventually take action. I'm I, just trying to think, mate, you sure you need to be, this guy's, you're being rattled by this pushed up idea, right? That, <laughs> You're meant to be the bigger man. Move away. There's nothing happening. If you go over there, nothing's happening anymore. You're just standing waiting for a for a problem. I was like, surely it's better if you want to defuse this by not being there. But now you've been rattled and you want you've got a problem. And he was like, no, 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 no. I'm like, oh, grow up, man. Just like and then so they. Scotland's finest, right? Uh, yeah. Um, so that was uh, that was another added bit to my boohoo, man. We kind of in, <laughs> in discussions with police on a train. Uh, I'm not always like this, Amy, but uh, it's not the day of the season, eh? You get, you get a bit too involved. <laughs> but uh, it was a good day out nonetheless. Well. <laughs> right, let's move on to our next game, which is Submitted Nil, one of one. I watched this, but I didn't uh, did interact with any police officers. <laughs> This was this was a good game. This was a good game, and uh, did not expect that. No, no. <laughs> uh, mainly because Submarin are, are a good team. Like they played some really kind of nice stuff. Uh, Jonah Younger, I wasn't impressed by him really when I watched them on Wisecout, but I was kind of going. 
It's, uh, to defend myself slightly, I was going off of him playing on the wing quite a lot for Morecambe. And I kind of thought he would... And, but also kind of with the options that Samirna have up front. Uh, Brophy wasn't available for this game, but uh, there's still Grieve there and, and Curtis Main. Obviously, I kind of thought he would be more of a winger, but he was up front in this game. And I think I see... I think I saw a St Mirren fan earlier this season compare him to a beaker. I could kind of see it a wee bit, uh, in that he's kind of got a good touch where he's back to goal in, in terms of his hold-up plays. Very powerful. But very powerful, very strong. What I would say if you're comparing him to Abika, I think he's got quicker feet and uh, he's certainly got more pace about him. Is this Eingar? Yes. I mean, his finishing was erratic. Well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say, Jonathan Abika could stick the ball in the back of the net. We had to see if Ayunga could do that because he had three really good chances. And wasteful. He sliced yeah, the ball. They all were all sliced. <laughs> Except for the header, which yeah. he just basically cushioned back to Liam Kelly, really. Because I, I saw the first half hour of this before I, before I watched the Celtic game and stuff and I was doing something else, but they were... Yeah, I was shocked at quite how good Simmery were. I was expecting absolute rubbish, but I don't know if that's a bit Motherwell. Motherwell, was like, it's, it was the most out of jail. But from what I've read and what the bit I saw, they, they just got completely out of jail. A bit of luck. Like a, bit, a bit of luck they get for when you when you get beat home and away off Sligo Rovers out getting a goal. Maybe the gods think, maybe the guys need a break. I think it speaks volumes that like St Mirren um, had, to, had to catch this game as well. You know, they totally got applauded off the park um, by their fans as well. And I think it's because they could see that the performance really was there. It's probably been one of the best I've certainly seen from St Mirren under Stephen Robinson. Absolutely, um, And I, the bar was very low. Yes. The bar was very low. Um, but there was a lot of good stuff and you can see what they're trying to play. You know, they are trying to be that little bit more attacking. Um and, and, and funneling things through the midfield as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. Which is why Erehorn's a, a key player. He was, he was yeah. very good. Not just, exactly, not skipping, which is kind of synonymous, especially with the bottom six days. You just see them skipping at that midfield all together and just trying to get up to the top two. But you really didn't see that. Um, you know, and I, I, I think Stephen Robson said that himself, that they will play a hell of a lot worse than pick up points this season. And they definitely will. Because it, there was a lot of things going well for them. And I like the way that they were set up and stuck to the guns and not trying to... And, you know, you're spotting as well. Motherwell did just kind of get out of jail a little uh, bit. Probably deserved. bounded up the right. Gallagher, Gallagher had a good game. Like, I thought like Charles Dunn. attacking sort of sense. He was, like, right involved. I thought Charles Dunn had a decent game as well. Although, to, to be fair to... Well, maybe not to be fair to them... Uh, to be fair to, uh, in general, <laughs> um, you be fair whoever you want. Yeah, exactly. It's a good value. It's a good value. You might actually be fair here. To be fair to, hate, to be fair to haters of Gallagher and Dutch. Um, my most tactic just would be get the ball to the fullback, fullback. Try to get the ball down the line to the wide player. Wide player. Hopefully you go in behind the wing back and get that space between the centre half. And for ninety percent of the time, that did work. No yeah, shot that Steve Hamill was in charge, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they still won the game. They were just... Um, I, I, I thought the penalty was wild harsh. No, it's a penalty. She's like, she does that. I know, I know that he's... Uh, but maybe the rules would. I know so, I, I don't want to get into it. So... <laughs> It hits, it hits his arm at a point where if his arm was down by his side, that's where it would have struck it. So you can maybe say it's harsh in that way. But it does hit his arm. It hits the arm that's out. So his arm's out at an unnatural angle. It hits that arm. Yes, it hits like the elbow of it, so it's closer it's to his body. His arm is slightly out at what they call "quote unquote" an unnatural angle. Yeah, I, 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 I thought think, it was a penalty. Yeah, I think. I, don't get me wrong. I'm not here to like 
So I just, I just found it very I hard. booking was quite harsh. When you twist your body like yeah, that. Yeah, booking's uh, harsh, my uh, God. When you, when you do that turn to the side to try and block your arms, do that's... Yeah, To me, that is natural. I know, it's but, stupid, it's yeah, stupid. Those uh, are the rules. Uh, you know, I, I get exactly. It's a discussion. It's like, uh, the, this is the problem with uh, the offside and, and handball. Is it's totally... Craig Anderson made a great point about it on, on Twitter. It's about, it's all against the, the spirit of what the rules were brought in. Yeah, completely. So they, they were never meant to be totally, like, black and white rules. Yeah, People are sort of, yeah. Yeah, they've, they've forced that it was a bit spirit about basically you don't have the offside was you don't have people just go hanging around and you can just kick it forward that's uh, and then obviously handballs that you know people just coming out punching it. it's a bit stopping those things happening but we don't need to get so bogged down in it but um don't get me wrong media and then football fans themselves over the last 20 years have kind of made it this way that we can it's hard to blame the rule makers because fans and media have sort of pushed for this by constantly talking about decisions forever yeah. Right. No, I've I've said that loads of times that we've contributed like people in our line of work and, and certainly those above us at BBC and Sky Sports and that who like could spend entire programmes talking about refereeing decisions. We've contributed to, to to rules changing in ways that no longer allow for as much kind of common sense and stuff because the less common sense you take out of it, the the less chance you've got of it actually being right or wrong. Easiest decision of the weekend though, um Lamy. That was crazy. What are you doing? It's an absolute horrid tackle, like Really fucking dangerous. Again, <laughs> smells nice, but it's not good to figure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there was no decisions. I'd never even done the decisions in the, in, in the Hibs game where uh, I didn't think either. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, I, my God. Yeah, how did we miss that? My take was either both of them are booking or both of them are red. Yeah, that's how that, yeah, I, you've got I think Jibrai is slightly worse as well, if I'm being brutally honest. I think so. I All think Jibrai right. is, is a little bit worse. As I think you can see that kind of intent there more, but... Been this yellow card and a half malarkey uh, as well. The orange oh, card stuff. What a lot of people. <laughs> um, no, I was not a fan of that. But you've, aye, it's the inconsistencies, and that will play throughout the season, won't it? Because mm. if it happens so tightly in those two games, you know, it's aye, you can't be, be given one and no the other. The other, aye, exactly. The minute command, I know, I was like, I would, I totally resigned the way on. I was more worried about fuck's sake, he'll miss the Hearts game now. You know, like he's the only thing I'd be really happy about in this game. Uh, but thankfully, the, even with the, that, Phil, you're still man in the match yeah, yeah, volumes yeah. as well. Uh, but that's right. I liked how he done all that. He was brilliant, and then he puts in a fucking horror attack as well. This guy's great. I'd get some of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we're talking. Uh, but David said, I, I mean, Hibs get him sent off, and it's um, people say they hate it, but. As a fan of a team who's always been sort of slagged off for being too easy and, and rollover stuff, I, I was quite happy to see Poaches make a fucking melee and then all about 10 players off around the ref, personally. Mate. If everyone else does it, so you've got. It's what Sean Hamilton would refer to as minging vibes. vibes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're back. Full circle. Um, I'm sure he was. I think St Johnston fans. Ah, so like, yeah, I'm <laughs> I've yet to check him up. See if he's expired due to overload of minging <laughs> vibes. Um, but yeah, as I say, I like the the fact that the the, the Hibs reaction sort of kind of pushed the the ref for it. So um, part of me, I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm completely alright with everyone else does it. So yeah, I could care. Uh, but yeah, Ricky Lamy, uh, terrible, <laughs> wow. terrible really? challenge. Really, catch them like, ah, that guy's leg just snaps in two, like like Rayman. He's got the, a gap between his thigh and, and his lower leg. <laughs> <laughs> what a callback! <laughs> One for our older, older. Listeners. I know I was going to say. I don't even even understand that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a computer game character. I see. From the nineties. Aye, Mega Drive days. Yeah, N sixty four. Yeah. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> I just show my age completely, and now that's my only reference points. <laughs> Uh, before we move on, we need to mention uh, Liam Kelly's performance. 
Wow. Wow. Yeah, because Kelly, I think he's one of those people who's simultaneously overrated and underrated. Yeah, <laughs> you got these players that do exist. Uh, but yeah, I think shot stopping, especially, is definitely. He, he's not someone really. He's n- never really in doubt. Yeah. He makes several outstanding saves a, a season. He just also makes several errors that, that contribute to goals. Um, okay, if you could cut that out, then yeah. I would. If you could actually cut that out of his game, I would actually be kind of all right with him being like the long term successor. Okay, Gordon, but he just he still makes how, too many how, errors. How old is he? Uh, he's only must be about twenty-six. I was going to say twenty-seven. So, so there's, there is still in, in in that position. There is still room for improvement. I would uh, say a midfielder who plays for Rochdale. That's not him. Mm. Uh, he's moonlighting. There's so many Liam Kelly's. Yeah, yeah, I don't know is. what it covered me as well. Give me the Scottish one. I think given his performances against Sligo as well, though, when there's been a lot of you know discussion about how much at fault he was to come in and pull off those saves, because they're world class. They're but, world class. Bang on him. He's twenty-six. <laughs> but aye, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really uh, ah you're right take that take that the things that people talk about mentality uh, words I don't you never really understand yeah. what they actually mean and what they actually transpires to in a football player but I think being able to bounce back quickly from um, errors and mistakes and not let it bother you I think that's always a, big, a good sign about a player especially especially a goalkeeper because we've seen goalkeepers just collapse under the weight of mistakes I'm a Hibs fan saw it for about a decade mm. You do just look at that Motherwell lineup though, still, and just there's just so much missing. Yeah. There's so much. Maguire at defensive midfield, absolutely no chance. Maguire's yeah, he, played everywhere. Yeah, he everywhere. Was, he was Where else can good. he be shafted? I'm trying to and actually... Carroll as well. Carroll. Mm. It's yeah. all Stevie Hamilton with shout at him. Totally. <laughs> like, and I know a lot of people talk about that. That you know, how much is it taken away from like the integrity of a player if the manager's just constantly shouting at them? Not totally got a problem with it, in all honesty, but. You know, Carol. It was it was every single thing, and any time he done something wrong, Hamill was not even necessarily speaking to him. But you know, if he, he took the wrong touch or made the wrong pass, he just like walked off in a huff almost. And I understand it's cause it's his position, but it was just like sheer frustration. She's like, I know you're doing the wrong thing, like, uh, and it's just like that's so lacking prob- in confidence. It's a, it's a problem. Is if, you, if you play in those positions, you'll hear more from the manager. Will, yeah, I think that's just the way the way it is, and you're all, you're, you're you're under the microscope in there. Uh, and that's just that's, and that's where his manager I, played as well. But Maguire, Goss, Spittle, Spittle, you know, like Spittle, the good season. Morris, Morris against Sligo as well. Oh, oh my goodness, you are not good. Me. There's no right away. There's no. Uh, you you don't trust. You have to accept. You have two feet. You have to. And I know. I know everyone has. I know everyone has uh, sort of like a stronger foot. But he's like so desperate. To play on his left that he cuts in. You have to accept you have two feet. No, no, no. It's just one. Unless you, you have to be so fucking good if you're just going to say, I'm, I'm only going to use this one foot. Because he does, he cuts back for wild positions uh, to make sure he can get it back on his, his left and stuff. So, aye. Um, we said it was on the, on the thingy pod. Paul again, good signing. You don't want it to be your best signing of a summer, uh, like a, a cog in a wheel type. That was player. a slow one he got as well. Uh, that was a proper slow. I was, one. I was actually going to say, like, uh, of the Millwall players, I thought played well. I was going to pick out Connor Shields, but all he really done was done a lot of running. Mm. You always know you're shite when you're talking up the the effort of players, <laughs> and that's what you're sort of and in the, the pub chat with people. Like, oh, he's fucking working hard. It's never going to be enough, though, is it? Working hard, I'd work hard, but I'd be sick after fifteen minutes. So. <laughs> You'd be making sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's an old making sure reference. People forget. That. Oh, he spewed up on the pitch. Eh? He did it about three times uh, in one half season. Yeah, yeah. Wonder what was wrong, man. Maybe he's pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Remember he slipped in his arse and he's gone off the pitch and he got sent off. Yeah, uh, 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 yeah. Proper top tier stuff. <laughs> you just see as well, uh, like his boot going up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Can you see all of it? You see his boot go up in the air. <laughs> Did we do the Celtic game? No, no we to move on. Uh, right yeah, now. good. I was about to say, I, didn't think, I thought, thought you said it was the last game there. I was like, sure, we've not spoken about it. I think Celtic. I was about to say before we get on to the last game. Anyway, anyway last game is Celtic 2 Aberdeen 0. Is he putting in ads or is he waiting for one of us to speak when you do that? Amy, I was just going to make it a comment of routine. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, yeah, it's bland. Still a little great. Still yeah. <laughs> big ground, still a little game for God. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Enjoy it. Was, it. Enjoy to be fair, Aber- Aberdeen were reasonably impressive. Mm. I, I wasn't. People are saying this and I was like... I wasn't impressed. What impresses me? I think they were. I think they were impressive in the first half. Out, out with out with the first three minutes. Uh, second I, half, yeah, they didn't really. Despite having Celtic, like they kind of longer the game went on, and it was still one 0 You kind of wanted Aberdeen to do a bit more than they did. So yeah, I wasn't really overly impressed with that. They were set up defensively. I think a lot better than they were last mm-hmm. season. I'll accept that. I just think. But what, mm. what? See what? When see when teams go to. Parkhead and Ibrox, Amy. What, what I always try to look for, the one thing that impressed me is like how brave they are on the ball and how much they try to to sort of keep it and how they do in possession. That's it. I don't, I'm not going to rate them on winning. I'm not going to rate them on this. That's the thing. I'm like, if I see that, that gives me confidence if Hibs are doing it and there's nice triangles and they're able to actually exploit space against Celtic Rangers and make it sort of pretty uncomfortable, you probably will still, the quality of Celtic Rangers, they probably will still get a go and, and, and nudge ahead of you. But that's what I look to. So, when team like Aberdeen, the defensive resoluteness, that's never really something I'm that overly bothered about when I go there. I don't think there... I think the fact that there was no threat, you know, and there was the chances from, from John Hayes, I appreciate that, but I find it really interesting that you actually thought that Aberdeen were, were decent in the first because I thought Celtic were outstanding in the first. Um, and in, in an attacking sense, that, yeah, you know, if, if John Hayes scores, then it's a, it's a totally different ball game and it, it will change the state of affairs that's obvious um, but I thought Celtic were extremely comfortable probably ex- probably for the first half an hour especially maybe the last 10-15 minutes of the first half there was a slight drop off and then in the second half I thought there was there was just total control again um, you know on another day if Celtic are more clinical it's 3-4 by half time I, I, and 5-6 in the second I, I, I agree because I thought the, the thing that was lacking was sharpness yeah. for Celtic so it was like the, the final Shoot balls like Kyogo especially. I mean, Kyogo had like what felt like three of the exact same sort of chance, yeah. and, and he kept on putting it wide. But he's, he's obviously his movement was good there. And I thought Kyogo didn't look. I sell bad saying that's just you'll build into. It. He's obviously a, an incredible player, and and same with Jota, who I thought was decent, but he was making wrong decisions sometimes. Yes. Like when he tried to lob the goalie, even though he's had like three people over, and he'd so won the ball on a counter attack. I'm like, that's, <laughs> no, that's no, a terrible decision, and um, and he gave ball away. And I saw Postecoglou gave him a bit of. A bit, a bit of, of sick, yeah. I think it's a smart thing to do because Jota's so good and he's so confident that you do have to keep... Just peg him back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you have to. Don't know how much of an ego he's got, but he certainly knows that he's, you know, he's revered around Celtic Park. He's and good. He's just yeah, so good. He, he absolutely can try is. Thi- you, you try things a bit off the cuff sometimes. Yeah. Something like that. Even taking that shot. Yeah, absolutely. That's, and that's the thing when you're probably the manager I need to cut it because I need to, I need to be more clinical, especially this. We're only 1-0. We need it to be kind of right decisions are... Are they are I think in the in the first half though, Matt O'Reilly's pretty much world class. You know, he, his first touch is exceptional. His, his eye for a pass, um, size physically, he, exactly. He, he will go under the radar this season. Um, and as much as I, I think, you know, he, he'll go under the radar in the midfield. 
Rio Hatati for me, I think, was absolutely strolled this league, and I thought oh, he was so comfortable again at the weekend. Um, those passes at the players' feet at the edge of the box, they're, they're right every time, and they're always at the right pace. And he's so eager to to try something a bit different. It doesn't always turn. It doesn't always turn fruitful, but he'll work back and, and make sure that he's you know forcing it out for a throw or, or giving away a foul, but just letting the side kind of um, get get their shape back. But no, I think Matt O'Reilly's honestly going to be. If Celtic can probably keep on beyond the season I think they'll be doing really really well for themselves because uh, the, the quality the fact that nobody is really talking about the miss of Tom Rogic mm-hmm. is just you know what in a world three years ago would I have or anyone any Celtic fan any Scottish football viewer really could you think right you're going to get a Tom Rogic replacement because what he can do with a ball at his feet but Matt O'Reilly just really does Really match that, and oh God, he's just he has a joy to watch. Uh, I'm, 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 a, I'm a huge fan. It's like because he can glide through the midfield it's as glide. well. That's the word. Um, so he's got that, and then on top of that, that you're saying that he's got a shot on him when he gets it, and that'll improve. Uh, and then you're saying like, like final pass is good. He can he can get crossing as well when he goes in if he's playing in the three and he comes out, he get those sort of deep crosses in, and he's going to get better. But he's got every, he's got all the tools to be, but there'll no be. This is. Something that I would worry for Celtic, and it's not that I think that they're miles ahead of Rangers. I do think they, I think they are slightly better, and there's going to be great with they, they've done a lot of their good work in January. That no, that you'll see the fruits of that. Yeah, the with, business, yeah, yeah transfer with, business. Because with, with Atati was running empty last season, everyone could see it towards the end. Now that he's got the full, my biggest worry for Celtic is that they could they could make a lot of money next summer, but the team could get decimated because they've got players of right age, right profile. Um, that teams would would want, and if they play well in the Champions League or, or in Europe, so I mean your your Jota's Hatati, Juranovic, Juranovic, you know, you could see people coming in and, and and plundering Celtic, but Celtic coming out with like sixty million, you know, like so a lot, but it's still a lot tough to to turn over. And I know people might say, well, they've got the recruitment. I mean, the recruitment at Celtic the last sort of year has been ridiculously good. Like it's like everything's come up right apart from. Gucci, and the reason is because he calls himself Gucci. Um, <laughs> but, but everything else has been has been absolutely like spot on. I just think it's hard to see that could they do that again if they have to do it with four or five. So I know this is this is very much the fifties are too big for my wallet type of discussion, but I can see a lot of these guys like people will be watching them, and the the qualities of them would suit other leagues really well as well. Yeah, so I don't God, know. Absolutely. And- I think it's so much right now it's just live in the moment and kind of enjoy it mm-hmm. uh, and come to me in May when I'm greeting that uh, seven of the start and loving <laughs> it away <laughs> Turnbull get it on getting a wee assist the, those fake assists that you get where you just go like that to your pass and he does something fucking incredible <laughs> amazing uh, <laughs> uh, Alex Cochran had two assists that we get three times I mentioned him there in the show uh, two assists that we came but one of them was just lumping the ball forward to Barry McKay uh, to take an outrageous touch and then beat three players <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. You can't give anyone a, an assist for that Jota finish. That's just, you know, that's a, a sensational oh, strike. Pro- but probably should mention a couple of Aberdeen players. Yeah. You disagree with me that Aberdeen were... I thought Aberdeen weren't that bad. and uh, But you, you've uh, made me feel better about um, them this season. Hopefully they'll still be pish. Um, but uh, it certainly looks like they've addressed a couple of issues in the defence. Um, Anthony Stewart is, wasn't able to play, play with what's expected to be his usual partner, Liam Skills, because Liam Skills can't play against his parent club. Ross McCrory was in there, but Stewart had a, a very strong debut. I thought Stewart was good. And his passing was good as except well. Except for the goal. Except for the goal. I was like, right away. Yeah. For the, for, he's, that's, a, that's a shocking positional It's a terrible to goal in. to lose. It's a terrible goal to lose. And as a, you know, not only as, a, as your centre half, also as your captain, 
attack the ball. Don't just stand there if, you know, that, um, that's a, it's my biggest frustration, all um, of this, you know, positional and, you know, take a man or take the ball. You know, just, he's just standing there, like, in, the, in this area. Exactly. And, you know, like I say, you're, you are this centre-half that's meant to command not only the box, but command everything, really. And, and he didn't do it. I... I I would beg to differ. I don't think the Aberdeen defence w- was actually that strong. Um, I, I, I think. I was, I was over impressed with Richardson when I was. No, no, he not did, at he all. Good. I would say that the other player was going to come on to though. I did quite like Roos. the look of, and I was quite. Um, yeah, he had a decent game. But, I thought he had a decent game. Yeah, um, and I was quite bothered by this because I've got my fantasy team. It's Hayden Coulson. I thought he looked yeah, all right. Fullback. Yeah, yeah, he looked a lot better. Richardson anyway. And I said Richardson. A lot of a lot of what Aberdeen fans could have said, and Joel, in fact, when he scouted them. It, for from the Premier Sports Cup, kind of yeah, that's what I kind of saw in him. Like somebody with a willingness to go forward, but a lot of four hundred k, lacking, costs, lacking a bit of awareness in both the defensive and an attacking sense. Four hundred k, so there's going to have to play well. Yeah. <laughs> Ramadani looked. I mean, not quite the game for him. I thought it was a big ask of Povara. I was absolutely yeah, yeah. struggling. Gobsmacked when I saw he was in the team. I was like, struggling. guys barely played. Professional football before I mean because in the US he was playing in the it was the youth leagues eh? and he was sort of like the the best youth player. I guess I think it's maybe a lack of especially since McCrory's gone back into the, the back four. I think they maybe still need to recruit a couple more bodies. So that Barron Barron will come back. Yeah, Barron's and McCrory. Will, when you have Barron and McCrory in the midfield, they'll be much more comfortable. Because uh, I was looking, there's nobody even on the bench that I'm I've heard of who they could have come when on. You, when McCrory went on a, a few wee mazy runs. You, you know that that's where he where he is at his best, but he's also going to try and you know break through with a pass and break through the Celtic midfield because I don't think the Celtic midfield were really tested at all by Aberdeen. Um, the, the Aberdeen backline they didn't really even try and push up as a four to, to even the halfway line. Um, there wasn't a lot at any. It's exactly what you say, Tony. That you want at least to see something. Pattern, it might exactly of, it might not the work, space that you get. but you know Celtic's Celtic's greatest. You know, um, or their their area, their greatest area of weakness, sorry, is their defence. Have a pop, you know, try and break them down. Um, I got slated earlier. I don't think that Ka- Cameron Carter Vickers was at his best yesterday. Um, I felt you know there was a header, um, uh, that that he kind of mistimed. Then there was a few slippy passes. Stephen Wells, I felt he he was really really mm. really comfortable. Which big, is great big moment for, for him because yeah, absolutely. the Celtic fans again this. Because he's Scottish. Yeah, well, There's that, the, the bit the nose turns up on, on these yep. players, which is always, it's just, he's young. Give him time. Yeah. Be proud of him. Hope, exactly. Hope that he develops rather than like sneer, which And then happens. the exact same goes with, you know, it's about, it is about time that Greg Taylor gets some respect put on his mm-hmm. name. Um, it's just another really, really comfortable performance from him. For many, he's the man of the match. And I think... Big for him because obviously Bernabeu is coming in yeah. and you've got like a lot and of I've money. I've not been impressed by him, you know, it's, so it's far. Pre-season, is that right? Pre-season, I've not, you know, he's I've came on. And it's, mm. it's tough. You're only maybe seeing him for, for in, in, in spats, but you can see is this, that he's is this going... perhaps because you are also president of the Greg Taylor Oh, I am president club. of the Greg Taylor <laughs> fan club. I absolutely am. <laughs> I did not know that. I, I actually am, yeah. Get on a pod with Craig Anderson. They'll do two hours just I talking Greg <laughs> <laughs> I will be a part of that, quite happily. Um, but he's, he's decent going forward. He's got a decent cross on him, but defensively he's woeful. You know, he's been ripped apart by... Blackburn, um, who did we play beforehand that we ended up with 1 6 0? I can't even remember. Um, so that gives all right. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but when that side were attacking against us, he, he was struggling. So I think Greg Taylor's, you know, it's his shirt to lose. Um, and he suits it, and he's sort of, 
Not not Postacoglu's pet, but Postacoglu so, uh, is Sorry, improved them It's quite like a, a project player, isn't seven, it? 7-0 against Wiener, uh, Victoria. Correct. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but both Taylor and Ralston, you know, they are the, 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 the poster boys for, right, this is how... You, this is how you do it when a new manager yeah, comes in. Yeah, and like the way that they, 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 they sort of unlock their stuff, causing Postacoglu making them come inside a lot. Look how narrow Greg Taylor's playing. Uh, yeah, so yeah, that's he's in like, that centre circle. And it works for him. And yeah. Because it, it, Taylor doesn't have blessed with like huge pace to go on the outside, so it's like he's been unlocked by yep. Postacoglu. Same, same with Alston. So like, it'll take a bit to remove someone who the manager obviously trusts and has seen as taking his instructions down to a T. Managers obviously love players who, who do that. You, I mean, Josh Campbell still gets a game at Hibs and I've got to assume it's because of that. Um, for them. But Aberdeen, they, they had a lot on the bench. And another thing I was expecting, I might have saw a bit earlier, three centre-forwards basically on the bench and Watkins, Lopez, the new guy, Lopez, and they still had Ramirez there. I thought, like, as you're saying, like, getting a bit further, why not? Get, see a bit. You got Lopez. What is next off, for Ramirez? Though, isn't it? It's just no. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a real worry. Exactly. It's a real worry. Pretty much Jim Goodwin telling Watkins and Ramirez, yeah, you're not going to. Not be only you're number ninety nine, you're also not getting on, yeah. and it's just. And he'll keep Watkins. will get much more of a chat because he can do. He's a more rounded player, yeah. and he can do the press. And he's at. He's, he's and Ramirez kind of. It seemed like he wanted to leave last season yeah. well, after yeah. Glass was shown the door. I thought his wife definitely kind of like she was. Never Aye, that was, that was kind of that was a social media post that implied that they were fucking off and not coming back, but. He's come back at least. They took Mayowski off and they brought on Lopez after half an hour. But I think like coming to the stage, maybe where you, you maybe just try and ask a bit more and, and and maybe change it up and put. You've got three strikers on the bench. Let's it's, maybe it's, go with two. I don't weird. know. That's me being out. No, but it's a bit weird. It's a bit weird to only lose at two goals to Celtic Park and only make two subs. Um, maybe like go for it. Who cares? When you have five to make. Um, so yeah, and then. But there'll have other players to come in, like you say, Barron's obviously going to play all the time. And I felt for Kennedy getting hooked, actually. I felt like he was probably one of the greater threats within the Aberdeen side. He's had a good campaign. Yeah, he was a bit campaign. miffed. Ah, he was a bit mm. miffed when he got hooked. He got um, booked, though, eh? So maybe yeah. there was something in, in that, and maybe that was a worry because he's trying to look after Richardson as well out, out, on, out on that side. But, um, yeah, I mean, we don't we don't judge Aberdeen on, on this game, ultimately. No. So yeah. we'll, see what, we'll see what next week brings. Yes, we shall. And we shall be back next week to talk about all those games, including the Edinburgh Derby. So make sure to join us then. But obviously, there's a whole lot more happening in between. For that, check out the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Terrace Podcast. I'm not entirely sure what they're going to be putting up this week. All but those they'll... season previews, I was listening to some of them. Some good stuff there. Yeah, aye. So they're, so they're all from. Some of them will be out of date already, but they're, they're probably. They'll be... I don't think you're out of date when you've had one game. Yeah, right? there'll, be, there'll be plenty of nuggets <laughs> to take for this. And... It's good It's good because getting. What I like about those as well is we go to the wider Scottish football, so like our sort of friends of the show that we bring on. And again, it's good hearing for them who like obviously know their clubs like the backs of their hands. It's great to listen to them. And next week. Copy them for the first few weeks basically that's enough cheers mate that solved it next weekend we'll also see the beginning of the SWPL1 season Amy has already recorded a preview podcast for Celtic and Rangers with Chris Marshall Amy could you tell me you uh, sorry <laughs> What? What? Can you tell me and the people listening uh, if we can expect any more? Yes, absolutely. We've got a few in the pipeline. Um, hopefully, with more with Chris as well because he's just um, he just loves podcasting with me. To be honest, and I can't blame him. Um, he's been lighting up my phone, buzzing my phone, pleading to get back on. So I will just have to address it because you know. I think he, he really right now he's still in London. So well, if he doesn't get his arse back up here, then no. Um, and all the other contacts I will have to be uh, going for. But he wants to be first port of call, so I'll let him. 
So you got that look forward to. Those will be going up there this week. And yeah, there'll be other stuff as well. I can't remember what we've got scheduled. You had all sorts scheduled, but this is it. I, I, I looked at it and I saw it was only on a Monday, and I was like, oh, that's quite good actually. I'll get the next week to myself. So I just ignored everything else. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll listen to it as it just comes up. I'm on Thursday show with Tom and Sean. That's right. Yeah, listen to that. Right, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network.